Hi there, and welcome to another uh, bonus edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the Independent Rangers Podcast, which is made by fans for fans, and where the content is absolutely free. I said this is another bo- a bonus pod for the the European game tomorrow night against Standard Liège. Uh, we are uh, there's more than just a pod available. Obviously, we've got forum articles, social media, history archive, all on the Jersnet website. It's all free, independent, original, and and free content made by us for you. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, we would encourage you to subscribe and to share us on social media and just to let everyone out there know that we're here. We've got over 3,500 subscribers so far, so thanks to them. Uh, the pod is live tonight. It's the Wednesday night, the night before the game. However, we will be li- uh, available to download or uh, stream the pod from tomorrow on a variety of platforms, including Acast, uh, uh, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, uh, and Spotify. And before I bring in my guest, uh, we've, I've, I've got a wee other thing to mention. Uh, we have teamed up with Art of Football. We've got a competition on the go at the moment. Uh, so we've teamed up with Art of Football, uh, who create handcrafted designs. Uh, they try and emulate those those moments that you enjoy in the game, the moments that you never forget. They only produce a limited number of each design, so each T-shirt or print you get are exclusive and completely original. Uh, Jersnet, I've teamed up with them again uh, to give you a chance to win your choice of a print or T-shirt. To enter, simply follow Art of Football on Twitter and Frankie's uh, Jersnet Online Twitter account. He's put a a tweet out uh, advertising the competition. Simply retweet that and like it. Uh, and you're in with a chance to win one of these prints from Art of Football. So get on that. Uh, so on with the, the actual show, I'll bring in John McCallum, uh, my guest for this evening. John, how are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. Looking forward to getting my Art of Football t-shirt. Two hundred Celtic supporters throwing a shark at their fans, at their, at their, the, as their players as they drive past. That'll be a that'll be a, an iconic image for the the, <laughs> the seasons. But apart you, from that, I'm well. Looking forward to tomorrow night. Did you see some of the stuff for the the, the riot on on Sunday night? I, I have had the, um, the misfortune of, of witnessing some of that online, yes. Um, quite something, quite a reaction to losing to Ross County. Um, <laughs> I, don't really, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's good fun. It's deranged. <laughs> it's a bit concerning, but it certainly is quite interesting. And I have to admit to having had a chuckle. Oh, I've, um, I've, 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 I've been loving it, I must admit. Uh, yeah. Even my lad's been in, sort of, have you seen this? Have you seen this? All this sort of stuff. There was a good one. It's <laughs> Somebody put uh, Chief Brody in front of the guy with the barrier. Like, <laughs> we're going to need a bigger barrier. That's you know? right. <laughs> See, uh, there, 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 there's, been a, there's, yeah. uh, there's been a few other ones which I probably can't go on here on air because they're a bit dodgy, but uh, it's, it's been really good. But you know, feet in the ground, you know, we've not won anything yet, but uh, it's, it's, it's been quite good over the weekend there. Absolutely. Uh, how are you feeling about tomorrow night? 
As ever, I'm I'm nervous. I always get nervous before big games. Um, you know, but I mean, like you, I know we're going to have a chat about it in a bit more depth. There's a uh, you know there's reasons to be hopeful. But yeah, it's a big game. They're a decent team. Um, they're they need a win. So you know, it's kind of all or nothing for them. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it though. You know, this is this is what it's about. You know, is is big European matches. That's what we missed. And so you know, whatever happens, you got to enjoy it. Yeah, I, Plus, I, I mean, you know, we are now I mean, Scotland's only. Yeah, carrying that banner. It's a. Uh, I mean, before we came on here, David Wren, uh, my, uh, you know, my fellow host of the pod, sort of had a go at us on Twitter uh, about our age. You know that we're two old men. Your apprentice. My apprentice, uh, my Padua, <laughs> I am Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, but he, he was, he, you know, he's probably too young to remember the ninety two ninety three season. I, I, I feel right now that it's starting to feel a bit like that. You know, obviously it's not the Champions League we're, that we're in, but there's just that feeling that we're starting to build a bit of momentum. And you know, I'm not saying we're going to, you know, win a treble and and go really far in Europe, but there is that kind of feeling. I felt it that season. It was round about now. It was round about uh, October, November, December time when you started to feel, you know, what we're 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 a decent team and we could maybe do something here. And it feels like that a bit for me at the moment. I must admit. Right. No. Yeah, okay. That's uh, that's that. Uh, well, um, um, uh, I I do remember that season, and I, I, I yeah, take on board what you're saying. That's quite an interesting comparison you've drawn there, and um, yeah, it certainly so far it's been a season to remember. Um, I think we've all been so damaged by recent seasons that we're we're loath to get too carried away. But uh, yeah, yeah you know, as yeah, I said, we'll talk I... about it more depth, but uh, there's a lot to be confident about. There is, yeah, there is that, John. You're right. And uh, before we get on to tomorrow night's game, I thought we would have a, a wee quick discussion around the announcement yesterday. It was quite a big announcement from Club 1872. Uh, it was, it was announced that Dave King is, is, is selling his his twenty percent stake uh, in the Rangers International Football Club PLC to Club 1872. It will make them the largest single shareholder uh, of the company and club, so to speak. Uh, Club 72 have, 1872, sorry, have set a target of, of boosting the membership to around 20,000 uh, so they can complete the purchase over the next three years. They're now asking supporters, those that haven't yet joined uh, Club 1872, to take out a legacy membership uh, of £500, which can be paid as a one-off or over two payment plans over 10 or 25 months. Uh, if, if all this works... Uh, it will take the share ownership of Club 72 beyond the 25% threshold. I think they're, they're aiming for 25% plus one, uh, which you know give, would give us, a, as, as a support base, a meaningful uh, sort of say in how the club is operated. Uh, I mean, when this was announced yesterday, I, mean, I know there has been some sort of grumbles about Club 1872 over the past. I mean, I was in the Rangers Supporters Trust. I, I, I paid my, my dues into that. I think Rangers first came along. And, and if memory serves me right, this is a sort of amalgamation of the two. But the minute Club 1872 came into being, there was there was, there was sort of wrangles on social media and, and, and sort of accusations of this, that, and the next thing. And that they were maybe a wee bit too close to the club. And some people were only happy with some of the, the, the people that were involved with Club 1872. So it's never really, in my opinion, it's never really... Uh, taken off the way it, it could have or should have. This looks like it could be a, a, a big turning point uh, in, in the, the sort of journey that Club 1872 are going to take. And it, it seems to me that, 
you have to give them credit. You know, that this could be a, a huge moment for Rangers. What were your thoughts when the announcement came out, John? I mean, I was I was quite excited. I must admit, I was really excited to see that. Given, you know, what we've been through over the last 10 years, I mean, that this gives us an opportunity not to allow that to happen again. Like you, when it was initially announced, um, I my initial feeling was was one of excitement. It was, you know, that this was quite interesting. Having had 24 hours to, to kind of um, consider it. I mean, there are... You know, it's not. It's a pod in its own, I think. You know, and, and probably a long one in terms of, of the proper structure and ownership of Rangers. Um, in some ways, I am I am saddened that you know Dave King is is now you know his his time is coming to an end. That that he now wants out of the club. Um, now I accept it. You know, it's his age and with him living in South Africa that there are uh, you know there are issues there. Um, and you know, in the end, you know, it's it's good that he's leaving. The club in a healthy, healthy air situation than when he came in, and I think most Ranger supporters look at King and say um, that you know he has been a force of, for for good for the club. Um, so uh, let me start off by saying that that I, you know I'm somebody I'm saddened that, that, that King is moving on. Uh, my understanding, and, and people may correct me here, but my understanding is that um, King was. Um, you know, very much the driving force behind appointing Gerard, um, and, and and you know that alone as a legacy is is quite something to leave. Um, so uh, that was my first feeling was sadness for 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 Dave King's departure. Um, after that, I mean, I am in favour of the, I am in favour of of fan ownership, certainly fan involvement in football clubs. I am a little concerned about how meaningful this could actually be. 25% is, a, is obviously quite a, a high number, you know, to own a quarter of the club. Um, but, you know, does the other three quarters count? And, and in the end, if someone else has them, then, then it, you know, it's, it's, it's important, but it's not important enough. Um, I, I am well aware that there are and continue to be people unhappy, people uh, who feel there are, um, you know, challenges in, in, in various aspects of fan ownership and of organisations like Club 1872. Um, some of them are, some of these gripes are, are probably fair and some of them I think are probably unfair. Um, and I suspect that that will be a challenge. But overall, Colin, I, I, I kind of welcomed the announcement. Um, you know, the cynic in me does look at this and think, you know, is, is anybody else going to give Dave King thirteen million pounds just now? Um, and I, I'm not sure there are a big queue of people willing to give him thirteen million pounds. I think has has been demonstrated in in, in in quite recent times, but certainly over the last couple of years, there are a number, a uh, small number of individuals who are willing to invest significant amounts of money in Rangers who have invested significant amounts of Rangers and, and, you know, up until very recently, or very recent announcements continue to invest significant amounts of money in Rangers. Um, but, you know, it, it is a small number of people. You know, Rangers just now is something that people would will buy because they love the club. You know, there's not an awful lot of money to be made in Rangers. This isn't, we're not an English Premier League club. You know, we're not a, a club guaranteed the latter, latter stages of the Champions League every season. So, um, you know, I... I, I I do think for the cynic in me does look at this and think, well, this is possibly the only way that Dave King was was going to get this money out of it. Um, and I have to say, I do have concerns over any organisation raising thirteen million pounds. That you know, that is a significant amount of money, um, and you know that will take. I will be very impressed if Club eighteen seventy two can achieve that. 
Um, you know, that, that is a huge amount of money. Um, I have seen criticism, as I'm sure you have, um, over, you know, should that money be getting put into the club? Why don't they just issue new shares? But, I, you know, I think you have to be realistic and say, well, well if Dave King wants out and he wants to, to get the money back he put in, then, then you know, this is as good a way as any. Um, you know, if he needs the money, and who doesn't need £13 million? Um, if he needs the money, then, and Club 1872 don't step in, then, you know, then it's back out onto the open market and, and we have no control over who gets it. Um, I think the last thing I'd say on this is that, you know, a lot of it has been made about, you know, getting supporters involved. What I would say is, you know, my understanding of the people who, who run our club just now is they are very much supporters. Now, they may have more money than you and I, Colin, but they are still very much supporters. Um, you know, so they, they are people with the club's best interests at heart. Um, and, and, you know, I think that just now is also worth, in mind. And that might go against this. You know, I think there's probably a feeling amongst the support that the club is in safe hands just now. And, and that might make it a little harder for Club 1872 to convince people to, to invest um, against a, an unsure economy um, and everything else that's gone ahead this year. It will be interesting to see what, what comes out in this over the next few weeks. But I'm, I'm open to it. I'm interested in it. And, and I wish everybody involved all the best. And, and I certainly wish Dave King all the best. Uh, I think we all my fair bit. We certainly do. And I, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, I mean, I do, I do feel that Rangers are in possibly the safest, safest hands they've been in for, for quite a number of years. And I include David Murray in that because in the latter part, he has sort of, you know, ownership of the club. I, I think he, he, he just became totally disinterested and wanted Rydias yeah. for, for a long, long time. And, and to me, that's his legacy. You know, it's not nine in a row and, and all these kind of things. It's it's when the club uh, became a burden to him and it wasn't boosting his profile and his ego. He just wanted Rid. Like you, I agree. I, I don't think, you know, that the, the, the men in charge at the moment would, would do the same sort of thing. You know, I, I think they've got the, the club at heart. Obviously, they're, they're, they're businessmen and the you know, they're, they're, they're looking to look after their, their own interests, but there's no doubt that you feel safer with these people. But I, I just feel if it is achievable, and I get your point, and, you know, it's a it's a difficult economic outlook at the moment, and some people don't know if they've got a job or how long they're going to have their job, you know, but I was looking at it today. I mean, I signed up today, but I signed up to the wrong thing. I'm, I'm going to have to do it again. I never signed up. Have, you, have you joined the Brownies as well? Uh, I have joined the Brownies, essentially. I have, I've, I've joined the wrong thing. I, I, I mean, I've, I've given my money to Club 18. Have you bought Celtic I shares? No, I don't need these by name. Come on, they've given them away, they <laughs> <laughs> Desmond kind of gave him away in a lucky bag at the minute. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, I never joined a legacy campaign. You know, I just went in and thought, right, I'll take, okay. I'll, I think it was like 20 quid or something. I agreed to pay a month, but that's that's not part of this campaign to, to earn the, the 13 million. So, and, and I think I'm giving them the wrong email address because I never got my confirmation email. This is typical me, John. It really is. I get all excited. <laughs> I go online and I just randomly type my keys and then I'm waiting for my confirmation email. Like, hmm, what's happened? <laughs> so I, I'll need to go back in tomorrow and fix it all. Uh, but yeah, I, I do intend to, to, to sign up to it and subscribe to it because, you know, having a look at some of the stuff, I mean, I mean, take, you know, I've heard people complain about, some of the individuals involved and, and I'm not going to comment either way in that, you know, cause I know some of those people and, and as far as I'm concerned and, and in terms of my dealings with them, they're fine, but you know, maybe other people are seeing different things. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to get too heavily involved in that, but I, I mean, I th I've always been encouraged by the idea. Uh, I remember meeting Colin Glass 
when it was the Rangers Supporters Trust a good number of years ago. He, he tried to get me involved because I was writing for Rangers News at the time. Uh, and when I wrote a, a column about it, uh, Rangers refused to publish it. You know, so that shows you the friction at the time. You know, David King, Dave King, now is is prepared to deal with Rangers, and I think the, uh, is prepared to deal with Club 1872. Sorry, and, and I think the current you know directors would would, would feel likewise that you know they, they, they would have a relationship with Club 1872. Back then, it was a no-no. You know, David Murray was practically insulted the, the the concept that there were supporters out there questioning how he was running the club. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I, I, I think as, as many supporters as possible should get involved. And, and you know, a 25% plus one, it just gives us that place. I mean, one of the things I've noticed here in the, in, in the, the Club 1872 website today is saying they're trying to secure representation in, in, on the board. And that, I think that's key, you know what I mean? Because, you know, the, the guys that are there just now, they're going to come and go. You know, they're going to go at some point and other guys are going to come in. And a club's only as good as, as the people in the boardroom, as we've seen in the past. You know, so to have that representation, you know, as the club changes hands over the years, I, I think that would be a good thing. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I know there are fans out there sort of unsure about it, but I think, they just need to put that to one side and and think of the positives and you know we can move on if, if supporters aren't keen on on some of the people that are at the top of Club 1872 then I'm you know I'm sure there's a democratic process every now and again you get a vote to decide who's on that board and and all that kind of thing so yeah I'm quite excited about it I, I get what you were saying you know some of the stuff and some of the concerns that you have I think they're legitimate John and I think we've all got those as supporters but I really do feel that this is a a, a really good opportunity. Uh, to have a meaningful involvement. Now, we all have an involvement as supporters. We all buy season tickets, we all buy shirts. You know, we all do what we, we, we do when it comes to Rangers and, and support them in, in various ways. But this is this feels like a more meaningful way, you know, and, and, and to really have a voice in terms of how we move forward as a club. And given what's happened over the last 10 years with, with Craig White and Green and all the, all, the, all the rest of the crooks that have been involved in the club, I do feel that this is a really, really, really good opportunity and, and one that we we shouldn't, as a support base, you know, pass up on. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I thought we would have a wee quick conversation about that. Yeah, any anything else before I move on? <laughs> I mean, no, but just very quickly, I think I, I I actually I'm not against the concept at all, and I'm really just as much playing devil's advocate as much as anything here. Um, <laughs> There's a culture change required in in Scottish football um, to make this work. You know, we are. You know, largely Scottish football supporters, you know, quite enjoy um, going along, you know, paying their money, watch the game. Um, if the, if it's going well, you know, applauding. If it's not going well, demanding somebody's head. You know, that's kind of part of our culture um, as, as football supporters. And, um, you know, that that would need to change if, if you know, if the core you know if, if a good percentage of the support actually then became part of the membership we would need to be careful about you know the knee jerk you know like that nonsense on sunday you know you, you, you can't do that if you own the club um so you know it, it, that would be interesting and that will take a while colin i think um so i think the three years the fact this is a thing over three years makes sense if this was something that you know the money had to be raised by easter i would have big concerns the fact there's three years um, you know, we know the range of support. The range of support is broad. 
it, it encompasses a whole host of different types of people from different walks of life with different experiences and different strengths. And, and you know, bringing that together is can only be a good thing. And finally, I think, like you, I think football clubs should be run with their supporters in mind. And too many football clubs today aren't. You know, they are not run with their supporters in mind. They make decisions that, that you know, that, that the supporters don't agree with um, and they don't care. And, you know, I think, particularly a club like Rangers, I think with everything that's gone on in our past, that's very, very important. We need the club to be run. You know, people need to bear in mind that, you know, ultimately we're the ones who are not going away. Players come and go, managers come and go, directors come and go, but the support doesn't. Um, and the club needs to be run that way. So if this helps that, then, then that, that can only be a good thing as well. Anyway, let's talk about the game. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Right, so, <laughs> match day five tomorrow, John, Group D. If, if Rangers won, as was the case last week, uh, we'll secure a place uh, in the, the knockout stage in the last 32 uh, with a game to spare. It would have been with two games to spare last week, obviously, but a game to spare, which would be, would be good going. Uh, we've met Standard Liège three times now. We met them in 1962 uh, in the, the European Cup. We lost 4-2 on aggregate over the two legs. Obviously, we beat them on match day one this season uh, over in Liège uh, with James Tavernier and uh, that goal from that, that, that absolute peach from Kemar Roof, uh, which was his first European goal. Uh, another thing about tomorrow night, which is, I, I find quite interesting, Alan McGregor. When you consider that he'd, he'd been away for, for so many seasons, he's yep. you know he's he's I mean, he's going to beat Barry Ferguson's appearance record in Europe. Uh, Barry Ferguson's uh, sitting on eighty-two appearances, which in itself is some record given he was away for a number of years as well. Uh, but Alan McGregor will surpass that tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll come on and talk about that a wee bit later. But in terms of the preparations. Uh, Stephen Gerrard had his press conference today. The players trained today. Uh, Gerrard announced Ryan Jack, major doubt. He would have played his 50th game in Europe tomorrow night, but that's not going to happen. Uh, so he's a major doubt for the game. Uh, Gerrard says he'll probably be back for the weekend. Joe Rebo's back. He trained yesterday and trained today, so he's available for selection. Uh, and it looks like Brandon Barker came off on Sunday, but it looks like he'll make it too. So in, in terms of squad, obviously, Hollander's out with the COVID situation, but overall a, a strong pool of players to, to select from. Yeah, stronger than than um, against Benfica. Um, do you know, getting Aribo back, um, will, I, you know, whether he starts or whether he's on the bench, I expect he'll become involved in the game at some point. Um, we'll, we miss Jack. You know, I think particularly in Europe, we miss Jack. Um, uh, you know, I think Jack is a, you know, you and I have spoken about this before, is a highly underrated player. Um, and, uh, you know, he is a player who does a, a very strong job in these kind of games, protecting the defence, linking up. Um, so I'm disappointed. I, I was amazed that he's one game away from his 50th appearance um, in, in Europe, in UEFA Cup competition. That, that was a stat that, that I have to say I did not expect. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully he'll get that. You know, if not next week, he'll get it in, uh, after Christmas uh, in the new year. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I was a bit concerned at the Jordan Benfica game at home because you know I looked at our bench, and, you know we had you know we had two or three guys there that you could expect to come on: Matt Barker, um, Hadji, um, you know, Itton could have come on, and we didn't bring them on, uh, and that surprised me a little bit um, that he you know he didn't make that change, and I did wonder if he just you know perhaps just didn't trust the guys that were there. Um, 
you know, I think this time, you know, Aribo, as I said, I expect Aribo will be a, will play a part. Assuming he's fit, he'll play a part. Um, whether he starts or whether he comes on, he'll play a part. But I am expecting the same team that played against Benfica. I, I, that's my expectation. Um, you know, I don't think I think you would agree. Standard Liège are not as good as Benfica, um, but I expect the same team um, certainly to start uh, with Aribo coming on. But one thing about Gerard this season and Rangers this season is it's very difficult to guess the team. Um, you know, they, they have a habit of just changing things around and, and they look at each game on its merits, look at the opposition and make the decisions on tactics and, and, and lineups based on that. But, you know, I think that's kind of where I'm coming from on the team just now. Um, you know, Barker's an option, um, but he's not going to start, I, I, I don't expect. Um, he has started in Europe before, but I would be surprised if he starts in this one. John, obviously we're undefeated domestically and in Europe at the moment, you know, and, and Gerard spoke today. I was, I was a wee bit surprised at this. And then when, when you think about it, you think, oh, he's maybe got a point. You know, that undefeated thing, you know, the, the momentum that we've got at the moment. Now, last week, uh, I, I, I think it was myself and Alex, and we kind of spoke about, you know, if we get the win tomorrow and that against Benfica, you know, that's us through. And we can, you know, rotate the squad, rest a few players for the last two games. Gerald's press up today, he sort of went the other way, you know. He was sort of saying he wants to win the group, you know, and he wants to maintain this this sort of momentum. So it seemed to me that he was suggesting if we win tomorrow night and we confirm our place in the last 32, then he's not going to rotate the squad and he's not going to, you know, change the team too much for, for the final game in Poland. Would you agree with that or... Or do you think this, you know, when it comes to the last game and we're already through, should you just be saying, you know what, we've still got the momentum. If, if we get beat tonight, it, it doesn't really matter. Or do you think he's got a point and, and just, you know what, just keep going, keep that momentum going. We get one game, get the points, go to the next game, get the points, go to the next game, you know, and just keep building on that. I was a wee bit surprised, but the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what, he, he maybe does actually have a point. Well, I, I think... Um without casting aspersions on our manager, I didn't believe him. Uh, I felt that was very much uh, a, a political answer um, done because he understood that Liège would be listening and the last thing he wants to say um, is that he expects to win this match and rest players in the final game. So, uh, you know, I thought he fairly skillfully um, managed to avoid falling into that particular um, trap that had been set for him by the, by the media. Um, you know, I, I think he does not want anybody thinking this game is a gimme um, because it's clearly not. And, you know, we will need to play well to beat Liège, you know. Um, as I said, they're not as good as Benfica, but, you know, they're no dice. You know, they're, they're, they'll be, you know, they're this, they'll be the second best team we've played so far this year after Benfica. Um, and I, uh, I think that's where he was coming from. I, I, you know, if if we win tomorrow and qualify like you, I expect he will rest some players for the the game out in Poland. I suspect some of the, the guys who haven't been starting recently will start that game. I would expect you had had you to start against them. I would expect Barker to start against them. Um, you know, I, I would expect to see some changes elsewhere in the team. Um, if that, you know, I think McLaughlin would come back in, for example. You know, I, I could see him making changes, still putting out a strong team, but not putting out perhaps what would be seen as our, our first choice eleven, if if it's if it's even possible to name such a thing. Um, but that for me was just was was Stephen Gerrard demonstrating that, um, you know, he is a, 
a, a, a smarter cookie than perhaps some in the press here uh, give him credit for, and he just wasn't going to fall into that 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 hole and you know see the see that pinned up on the Liège in the Liège dressing room as you know Rangers think they're through already. They're going to talk about resting players for the next game. You know, I, I, that's, that for me was that that's what I took from that con. I don't think there's any doubt he's a shrewd, a shrewd cookie. Sorry, you know, I mean, he does know what he's doing. And as you say, I think he's he's, he's cleverer than a lot of people make out, you know, and, and, and I think he deliberately plays in that a wee bit. Uh, but coming back coming back to other stuff we mentioned today, we mentioned earlier, earlier on that McGregor will, you know, he'll beat Barry Ferguson's record tomorrow, 83 appearances in Europe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, Gerard was... was very complimentary about Alan McGregor today in his press conference, you know, saying that, you know, he's got high standards, he sort of sets the tone in the dressing room uh, and at training and all that kind of a thing. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, when you look back, I, I know he had to go in, in 2012 and all the supporters weren't happy with him and a, and a few others that went at the time. But, I mean, how how important do you think he's a player he's been for Rangers and, and, and to this squad in particular? I mean, in his previous time, he obviously won trophies galore. Uh, I'm still of the opinion we would have had a really, really good chance uh, in that in that UEFA Cup final if we had McGregor in goal that night. How important do you think he is overall into this, this squad uh, in particular, John? I think as supporters, we tend to look at goalkeepers and judge them on the saves they make. Um, and if you judge McGregor on that, then then you know there's... He has no equal in this country. There's nobody in Scotland better than McGregor. Um, and there hasn't been since he first broke into our first team. But I actually think McGregor's strengths and, and, and a great goalkeeper's strengths are more than that. You know, McGregor does a number of things. A, he bosses his defenders in front of him. You know, McGregor's a very vocal player. Um, something that you've really seen this season. Um, without the crowds there and, and, and with all the games being televised, um, you realise just how vocal McGregor is. Um, John, John, can I can I stop you there before? Sorry to interrupt, but I sit in the govan rear, and, and when Ibrooks is full, I can hear McGregor. You can hear McGregor. <laughs> my, my boy, my boy pointed it out to me one day. He's like, "That's Alan McGregor." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, at empty stadium or not, he, he's you can hear him. He is a yeah. very, very vocal player. Yeah, he's a vocal player. He bosses that defence. He makes sure those guys know their job and, and he keeps them in line. So that, that's, you know, that for me is vitally important. What he also gives that defence is confidence. You know, those defenders know that there is a, you know, there is a high quality goalkeeper behind them and, and that gives defenders confidence. And, you know, without, I, I can I just point something out what's happening across the city just now. You know, they do not have a great goalkeeper just now. They have had very good goalkeepers in the recent past. They don't have one just now. And and what's interesting is their defence has crumbled. You know, Celtic's defence has crumbled now because they don't have that 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 commanding presence behind them, keeping them in line, um, giving them confidence. Um, and they, you know, and, and they've got a couple of bomb scare goalkeepers, and and that is going all the way through the team. That is putting lack of confidence all the way through that team. Um, I think the biggest compliment I can pay Alan McGregor is that I saw like you and I was I was very lucky to watch Andy Gorham play for Rangers and I never thought I'd see a better goal, a better Rangers goalkeeper than Andy Gorham and I would say Alan McGregor is I would say that you know you know as a shot stopper there was few better than Andy Gorham 
but I think McGregor's overall game is stronger. I think he's he's more athletic. He's he's taller. Um, I think he is a, a, a commanding presence. The longevity of his career, he clearly has looked after himself. I mean, you don't necessarily associate Alan McGregor with with clean living, but he's clearly looked after himself um, because you know he looks as good just now as he looked in, in his first time at Rangers. Um, and, and that save against Werder Bremen. Um, do you remember that game um, in, in, the, in Europe against Werder Bremen? And, and yeah. it was just a save. And it was that way where you thought, what a miss that boy just made. And then you saw it slow down and you realised, that boy didn't miss it. McGregor saved that. How did he save that? I mean, it just defied everything you know about reactions. It was so fast and so strong. And, and you know, I think that was the moment where we all realised we had one of the best goalkeepers in Europe uh, at our club. Um, and, and, you know, him coming back, he, he brings a number of things. I mean, apart from what I've already said there about bringing confidence and, and, and all of that, he brings experience. He brings experience of playing at the highest level and he brings experience of winning. McGregor knows what it takes to win the league. And that must be something that is needed in our dressing room. You know, I always look at him and him and Steve Davis and I say, right, these two guys have won the league. You know, these two guys need to lead this dressing room. Yes, you know, Tav's the captain. I don't mean that, but but these two guys with all their experience, they need to be the players that, that keep the rest of them going, that explain to them what's required. Um, you know, when you don't sit back, you know, what, what, what you need to do. And, I, you know, I think that's what, what Gerard was getting to um, with McGregor. Because, you know, there is no doubt that McLaughlin, when we've seen him, he looks like a good goalkeeper. You know, I've, I've not seen, you know, as far as I can see, he hasn't put a foot wrong since he joined us. But McGregor remains our number one. Um, and that can only be because he continues to deliver day in, day out. Um, so, yeah, hopefully... I've not put the kiss of death on him. He's going to throw three in tomorrow night. Um, but no, I'm <laughs> delighted for Al McGregor. You know, Colin, this is a thing that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, McGregor's a guy that came through our youth system. You know, McGregor's a guy who, you know, who joined Rangers as a, as a, as a, a teenager. Um, and the fact that he's now going to become, um, he's, he's actually going to better Barry Ferguson, someone who did something similar. Um, you know, I think that's great. You know, I, I think it's wonderful that, that in this day and age where, you know, players come and go and, players are, are, are only interested in her. So many players are only interested in money. You know, here's a guy who was a Rangers fan who joined the club as a child and, and who is seeing out the, the, the end of his career here and, and is still doing a really important job for us. And I think that's great. I agree more. It's, it's funny you talk about that save against Werder Bremen because uh, I think it was anniversary recently of the, the Andy Gorham save against Van Hoydonk. Yep. So, uh, and I was at that game, I was in the club deck that day, and uh, the, the minute Tosh McKinley put the cross in, you're just like, oh, that's a goal. That was in. You, you could, you could yeah, see, you could see the, yeah. the, the way, the way, the, way the, the ball was going, the, the trajectory of the ball, where the players were situated, you know, Gorham's exposed, you think that's a goal, and he, and he pulled off a save. Yep. Uh, and my, my boy came down the stairs, you know, he's been sitting on YouTube or whatever, and he's, and he's like, oh, have you seen that save? It's the anniversary. And I was like, all right. I says, I was there that day. I says, but I tell you what, McGregor's save against Werder Bremen was better. And I and, and I, I, I do think that because as the ball goes across the, the, the face, as you say, everyone, there's actually, there's a good shot of Davy Weir. He's got his head in his hands like, well, that's it. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, the tease out, that's us out again kind of thing, you know. And, and then how he gets there, and it's, it's just, it's, and the thing is, there's not, there's not a good clip on YouTube. I tried to find it for my son. And there isn't a decent uh, clip of it at all. It's all slow motion from behind the ball. There isn't an actual real time 
from the proper angle, and it's and it is it's such a it's such a great save. Uh, and I, I think you're right. You know, I mean, he's, he's had a few sort of controversial moments off the park, so to speak. You know, I think he, he enjoys life to the full, but as you say, he's kind of looked after himself. And, and did I see you get married? Way. Did I did I see you get married recently? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I probably only get married the last couple of weeks, so he's not going to enjoy well, life I, much longer. <laughs> I, I, I do, did they know? Did they know? Bail out a marriage on the day, the last time. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, he's he's a bit of a boy, isn't he? You know, or he it's, was anyway. Has certainly has that reputation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, we've all heard the songs, but uh, you know, that, that, as you say, he's he's definitely. I think he's a committed professional. You know, and he obviously, yeah. you know, he, he works hard and he, he sort of plays hard. I think and that's the best way to put it. But he has. He's been an outstanding goalkeeper. And I think the point you made, you know, Gorham was superb, but Gorham wasn't reliable. You know, prone to injuries, in and out of the team, especially towards the end. McGregor is... He was a bit of a lad as well. Yeah, There's he a was a bit of a lad. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's because McGregor doesn't have a caravan that he's not quite as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, right, on to tomorrow night's opponents. Uh, Anderlecht, the, the sort of form that they're in at the moment. Up. Uh, no, sorry, Standard Liege. Playing Anderlecht tomorrow. Uh, yep. they, they drew 0-0 with Anderlecht at the weekend, Standard Liege. They're sitting fourth in uh, their domestic table. They sit bottom of Group D, they're five points behind us. Now, I know you were saying earlier on, John, that, you know, they're a team we need to be wary of. And I get that, you know, we, we need to give them respect. But they're, they're also a team we, sh- we shouldn't be afraid of. They've lost three games in this group. You know, I mean, they've only won one game. They've lost the other three. If, if Rangers put in, you know, a, a credible performance, then we're in, you know, we're bound to be favourites tomorrow night. I think um, I think it's fair to say that if both teams play to their full potential, that we'll win. But that's not how football works, as you know. Um, you know, Liège, Liège have had a, a, an interesting season. Um, they're like you say, they're sitting. I actually thought they were sitting sixth, but they're, what they're, they're sitting only four points off the top. So um, you know, it's it's pretty tight at the top of the the, the Belgian league just now. Um, they're not great away from home. Um, they've they've only won three uh, games away from home this season at a nine, um, so again that goes in our favour. Um, their their disciplinary record's not great. Picked up a few red cards this season, um, uh, which again often away from home. Um, so I don't know if they're just unlucky, um, but um, you know that might be something that can again goes in our favour. Um, and like you say, they had a hard game on Sunday. Anderlecht is their kind of derby match. Um, them and Anderlecht apparently have a kind of big rivalry. Um, and uh, and that, so that would be a, a fairly big game for them. Um, I, I imagine one that the players and the fans were, were focused on. So, um, yeah, look, we're in good form. They're in, in average form. You know, they're, 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 a, they're bitty just now. Um, they're not... They're not Playing particularly well away from home, and this is they're, they're away from home in this game. Um, they do still have some injuries. Um, you know, none of their players are, are household names, um, but apparently they are still missing um, three or four players that would normally be um, considered first picks. Um, there's, a, there's a wee bit of unrest in the camp as well. Apparently, their striker has come out and publicly pub, publicly criticised. Uh, is it Philippe, the manager? Aye, uh, Philippe Montiani. So there's I also a bit of pronunciation. Don't bow to anything, mind you. 
trust me. <laughs> but there is, I mean, there is that, there's a bit of unrest there. So everything that you've mentioned is, is true. And also there seems to be a wee bit of unrest in the camp. Yeah, uh, I hadn't heard about the unrest. Um, so, but, you know, I've been watching football long enough to know that ultimately, you know, we, we, we still need to turn up and, and play as well as we can. Um, to beat them because I still think they're a decent team. Um, I, I think that everybody, we look back in that game uh, 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 over in Liège and it's dominated by Ruth's goal. You know, our, that's our memory. Our memory is of seeing one of the best goals we will ever see a Rangers player score um, and, and giving us that 2-0 win, which, which made it look like a fairly comfortable win. And, and in reality, whilst I think we were the better team over the 90 minutes, and we should have scored a second goal before we did, they should have scored an equaliser before we scored our second. I mean, the, the ball was played right through the guy, nobody near him um, in the box, and, and you know he, he completely miskicked it. Um, you know, the conditions were almost farcical at that point in the match. Um, I had a look at the weather forecast, and, and it's, uh, it's not going to rain tomorrow night. It's, it might snow tonight in Glasgow, um, there is a forecast for snow through the night in Glasgow, but but um, there's nothing forecast for tomorrow night. So a cold Glasgow December night, I don't think that's going to phase Liège. Liège is a similar city to Glasgow, um, Colin. It, it's a similar kind of size. It's an old, it's an industrial city. It's a city built in coal and steel. Um, and and Liège is a club. I, I was reading earlier were formed by a, a group of a group of students. So you know they they have a lot in common with Rangers in terms of of you know their background and this kind of city they come from and and how they were formed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hate to tempt fate, but like you, I feel that we go in as favourites. Um, I feel that we are, um, you know, if we play as well as we know we can, then then we should beat them. Um, one thing this Rangers team has been able to do is create chances. And this season, um, you know, what's great is lots of different players are, are, are taking them. Uh, we're not relying on, on on one player this season like we kind of felt we were last season and the season before. Um, so you know, I'm I'm going into it um, quietly positive. Quietly positive. Quietly positive. Okay. That's I'll about that. as emotional as I get. <laughs> Use West Enders. These are all the same. You know, what I mean, these are a cold bunch. That's, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I, 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 I think if, if Rangers play to their strengths tomorrow night, then and everything goes to plan, then I think we should get the result and, and put us, you know, put us into that that knockout stage after Christmas, which would be again another boost uh, for the club in terms of the, the general direction we've been heading under Gerard. You know, it would be further evidence that we're, we're progressing as a club, and, and again helping the finances. You know, the the Daniel Report and accounts came out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago there and you know everyone points to the, the sort of headline loss you know the 15 million or whatever it was but there are signs there that we're improving you know we're, we're going further in European competition and for the first time in, in a long time we have four or five you know sellable assets that will, that will balance the books so to speak so hopefully John we'll get the result tomorrow and everything will be well going into the weekend for the game What's your prediction so, for a score? I'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, all right. I, I got it right the last time. That's why I'm, I don't want to do it this time because my luck always runs out. But I, <laughs> I think two and a half, two and a half Rangers. Yeah, you? yeah. No, I was thinking the same. Um, I think that's uh, you know, yeah, two nothing, maybe two one. You know, they might 
they might have a late rally. But um, yeah, because I mean, that, I, that's the only thing, Colin, is that they need to win. Yeah, you know, that they, they, but that you could know, help us, John. I mean, that could help us in terms of opening them up. They have instead to attack. Sit, yeah, instead of a, a, a team that's going to sit in a wee bit, you know, they're, they're going to have to come out and yeah. I think that could help us. Yeah, I draw no use to them. So at some point they are going to have to open up and, and have a go. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. I really am. Um, you know, it, there's there's few things as enjoyable as watching your team do well in Europe. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm so pleased with how the season's gone so far, and you're you're so excited about the next game. You know, you just can't wait for the next game to come along. It's even better when your team's doing well in Europe, John, and the other mob are chucking fences at. <laughs> The boss has helped, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it helps a huge amount, I must admit. But anyway, we'll, we'll call it quits there. A big thanks to John for his contribution tonight. Great stuff, as always. Rangers travel to Dingwall on Sunday, so we'll have a show on Sunday night, as always, a live show on Sunday night at half nine. We'll have a look at that, and we'll obviously cover what happens tomorrow night against Standard Liège. In the meantime, get yourself on to Jersey and the forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Easy for me to say. Uh, in the meantime, guys, as always, in, in these sort of strange times, stay safe. Uh, and until Sunday night, 